God bless you, people of God. Welcome again to CBT Change by Truth. And we're here with you again, another time, another moment to share with you something to get your spirit up and moving in your faith on down the road. Hey, in this episode, we're going to talk about something that's going to really enlighten your mind as well as your spirit. I want you to know something. That a lot of people in the body of Christ are in the exact same place they were when they came into the body of Christ. What are you saying? What I'm saying to you is this, that a lot of people within the body are stuck in a place and they don't even understand why. Can you imagine that? Being stuck in God, yet having the testimony that I love God. And as I looked at this thing, I began to question myself and ask God, why is it that there are no more greater manifestations within the body? God, you gave everybody gifts, everybody who saved, everybody that loves you, everybody that is operating within the church and the body. Why come there's really no more manifestations going on within the body or even the world? When you have given us your spirit, well, God began to deal with me on that very question. And so in this episode, we're going to talk about something that if you listen with your heart open, And we walk through this word together. You're going to find out what it takes for you now to see the greatness that is within you, to walk in the power that is within you. And watch this. Preach the word that God gave you that only you can preach because of where you've been in your life. So get your faith, open your heart and your ears. Stay tuned. God's got a message and a blessing for you that's going to revolutionize your whole life. Minister DK, God bless you. I'll be right back. God bless you, people of God. Welcome back to CBT Change by Truth. I'm your host, Minister DK, and I am happy to be sharing this word with you. Hey, you may need to just sit down and adjust your radio of your volume on your listening device because this word today, this morning, is going to bring strength, revelation, most of all, to your mind and to your walk of God. My, my, my purpose in doing these podcasts is not to give you something just to listen to. There's plenty of things I to listen to, plenty of things to listen to to entertain you. My hope now, and doing these podcasts, I believe that God gave me is to help you open your spiritual eyes so you don't depend so much and solely on your natural eyes to help you open your spiritual mind if you didn't know you had one so you don't depend, you don't depend and you don't live by your natural mind. This is the basis of this podcast this day to let you know that there are two sides of you. And both of them are relevant to your walk in Christ. Now, what we have to realize and just I want you to just take time and think about what I'm saying. The work that Christ did on the cross of Calvary 
was for your spirit man to be strengthened. The Bible says to bring you out of darkness into the light of his beloved son, Jesus Christ, to bring your spirit out of darkness, out of the kingdom of darkness, into the kingdom of light, to bring your spirit. Notice I said your spirit. So when you're born again in Christ, you are a new creature in the spirit of God. That means you see things different. That means you have a different way of understanding. You have different revelations. You have a different way of viewing things in your spirit. The issue here is this, that even though he brought your spirit out of the kingdom of darkness, your life, your body, your flesh still lives in that kingdom. And so what we have here now are two opposing forces the spirit of Christ when you get saved and that rugged body that is sinful by nature still in the same position. These two things, your spirit and your body, have to come together now. Watch this. With all of its struggles, with all of its temptations, with all of your tribulations and, and, the, and, and all of the things that you feel in everyday life, they have to come together and live together for God to reveal to you his grace and his power on your life. Now, there's a lot of verbiage, but what that means simply is this. If you don't understand and see the reasoning and the, and, and the cause for why Christ died for you, you will never walk in the glory and the power of God because you'll be so convicted about what you know, what you see, what you feel, and everything that you desire in your old man until you won't be able to believe that God can do anything for you and through you in your new man. This, my sister and my brother, is the reason why people now read the word of God and hear everything that they could do in Christ and they never do any of it because there are some principles and there are some facts and there are some truths that you have to accept and know in the word of God so you don't condemn yourself. Glory to God. So I'm going to pray and then we're going to walk through this thing together so you can see now the grace and the power of God and how much he really loves you and what he did so you can be free. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you this morning and we give you all praise and glory. We thank you for life, God. We thank you for the fact that we breathe and that we're still here in the earth and that you still cover us and lead us and guide us and empower us. But Father, this morning, I pray for every ear that listens and every heart that believes that you bring the people of God into a deeper revelation of who they are in God that you break the chains of condemnation, that you set them free from self-conviction, that you show them how really powerful your blood is and why you hung it on that cross, God. The cross was there to hold you, but the cross now is a symbol of crossing their heart and hoping it all that it is a, the cross is a symbol of a promise. And you put yourself on the promise to make the promise good. Teach us to see that revelation that any promise that doesn't have you on it is not a promise. It's a hope, God, but your blood sealed the promise that they can walk in the power of that promise. We give you glory. We give you honor in the name that is higher than any other name. It is in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you. And it is the name of Jesus Christ. I expect God what we ask in this day in Jesus name. Amen. 
people of God, that's, 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 that's the prayer that's going to cover us in this situation. Now, today we're going to be dealing with the flip side of who you are. <laughs> Amen. Did you hear that? I said we're going to be dealing with the flip side. Let, let, me, let me explain that a little better for you. You know, back when I was in high school and college, um, we used to use this term that when somebody did something to you that you knew if you had a good friend, family member, co-worker, and you were tight with that person, you thought you knew that person, y'all hung out together, y'all was road dogs, you know, whatever the case may be, you were tight. If that person did something that really you were not expecting or it was it caught you off guard or it upset you and you knew that was not like that individual but they really did do it and they meant to do it we would say this thing like man why are you flipping on me and so we would use that term to state that something you did caught me off guard and you knew I wouldn't like it you knew it would upset me and I don't know why you did that but you're flipping on me Well, I come to tell you this morning that as simple as that sounds, there's a lot of theological revelation to that when it comes to the Bible. Because whether you know it or not, the work on the cross that Jesus Christ died on was a flipping work. The Bible says that he who was righteous and he who was sinless, watch this, became sin that you and I Oh, God would be set free from the sin. God became what he was not. He flipped so that we could be free. You catch that? Did you catch that? Let me tell you another one. Moses' mother loved her baby when he was three months old. She loved him. But because now of the harm that was coming toward him and the love that she had, she now got rid of him. She released him. She flipped on him. Hallelujah. You've got to understand what this is. It is is no more than the understanding of what we have to understand about ourselves at the right time. Look back down through your life and think about the times that people have flipped on you. You may have lost those friends. You you may don't deal with them anymore or whatever. And then think about the time that you flipped on somebody else. See, this is the natural standpoint of disappointment, of being caught off guard, or of not even understanding why somebody did what they did. But if there's a natural side, then there's a spiritual side. And that's what I want to talk with you about this day. Understanding that you were created to flip, but you were born in the spirit of God to understand why. Oh, glory to God. Jesus does not do anything with you or to you or through you that there's no revelation to. And the people in the body of Christ, we've come and we're preaching holiness so much until the people of God are trying to be holy without understanding the relevance of the holes, empty places within their own life. Glory to God. You, you've got to understand your holes, H-O-L-E-S, before you understand the holiness of Christ. Because when you understand your holes, 
H-O-L-E-S, and the holiness of Christ, you will realize that in some point in your walk with God, to fulfill the walk of God, to fulfill the purpose of God on your life, between your old man that you used to be and your new man, you're going to have to flip somewhere if you're going to be used by God. Hallelujah. So I want to read this scripture, and we're going to be talking about Paul today. Paul, in the book of Romans, he writes some stuff that literally just blew my mind. And the reason why it blew my mind, uh, it's not because it was that deep, although it was deep. Paul was a very powerful, educated, revelatory man. But it blew my mind because the things that he was writing and saying sound like something that he should have been saying when he was seeking God when before he got saved. And in one point, he recognizes things about himself and he makes a statement. I want to read this to you so you can come into um, the truth of, of what he's saying. Because until we understand the reality of, of what Christ is and what he says, we don't understand what it is we're supposed to do. Amen. So I want to read this out of the book of Romans chapter 7. And I'm going to read this slow because I need you to hear this. If you want to be blessed, I need you to hear this. Verses, chapter 7, verses 21 says this. He says, so I find this law at work. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in the members of my body, warring or waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within my body. Watch this. What a wretched man I am. Then he asked this question, who will rescue me from this body of death? Then he gives thanks. He said, thanks be to God through Christ our Lord. Did you hear that? He says, I find this law at work. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, in my spirit, I delight in God's law. In other words, I'm walking around and I'm feeling things about myself and I know I have urges and I know I have desires and, and, and I recognize the human side of who I am. But he says, but when I look in my inner being, in my spirit, I see the law of God working, which means I love God. I go to church. I praise God. I worship God. I try to do the right thing. I honor God. I have a prayer life. I fast Whenever the time God tells me to fast, he's recognizing that even though uh, I'm just a man, I recognize now uh, in my inner being, I delight in God's law. I th- I'm thankful for God in my spirit. I'm thankful that I'm saved. I'm thankful that God loves me. I'm thankful for all the righteousness that he, he died for me. He's saying I delight in the God in my spirit. Amen. But watch this. After he said he delights in the law, he says, but I see another law at work in the members of my flesh, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within my body. 
what a wretched man that I am. So it's possible, people of God, to love God, to, to acknowledge God in your spirit, to be in love with God. But then if you're honest, you can look in your life at any point in day and you see another activity going on, not within, oh God, your inner being, but within your body, the carnal side of you. You, you, you feel it every day. You're riding down the road and the old song comes on and it takes your mind back to when you was in college or high school. You're watching TV and you see something that's very, oh God, promiscuous and sexual and you feel the urges within your body. You may be looking at somebody drink alcohol or smoke some weed, walk in the street and it takes you back. You still feel and experience the residue of the law of sin. Watch this, waging war, not in your spirit, because in your spirit, you delight in God. You love God, but it's waging war, making you, Paul said, a prisoner waging war against the law of your mind. So it's very possible to love God in the heart of your spirit, but in your mind, your body is still now flipping on you. Your old life is still calling you. Urges are still now putting their hands on you. You know, people don't talk about this in church because we don't understand the relevance to what God has done. Jesus Christ has done in order for us to be free. There are two sides working in your body every day. Let's look at it in a simple, more uh, um, um, accessible form. In the Garden of Eden. God put two trees in the middle of the garden, signifying that I'm going to put these trees in the middle of your life. One is the tree of life and the other one is the tree of temptation or it is the body now of your desire. We still deal with those two trees every day right now today. There's still choices that you have to make dealing with the spirit of God and the spirit of your desire. And watch this. God put those two trees himself in the garden. That's why I'm very careful about what I call and rebuke and call the devil and, and demonize people for when I see now that they love God. But they have another law working in there, making them making their mind a prisoner. God help me. And so what happens is now Paul recognizes this in his own life. And then when he recognizes that people of God, and I'm not going to be long with you because I want to just lay foundation for you to think about this. And I'm going to do another podcast and come back and go deeper into this. When he recognizes this, Paul said something that is powerful. He said, what a wretched man I am. <laughs> he said, what a what a wretched man I am. Did you hear that? He didn't overlook it. A wretched person is one who is profoundly unhappy or in great mm, misfortune, miserable person, an unlucky person. An unhappy person, an unlucky person, a miserable person. Notice by calling himself a wretched man, he didn't call himself the devil. He didn't rebuke himself. He didn't, he didn't come against himself, watch this, because of the truth that he saw in his life. 
Many of you people listening to me right now, you're struggling every day and you're going through things. You see these two laws working in your body. And because you don't understand the relevance to what Jesus has done, and we'll get that next podcast, because you don't understand the simplicity of his death, you convict yourself because you love a holy God and you delight in his law. But if you're honest, you still see you have some prison activity going on in your life. You still have old things that's locked up in your body that's still there. Because watch this, Paul says, making me a prisoner. He said, making me a prisoner to the law that is working in the members of my body. In order for something to be working, there has to be a God, a job there. There has to be employment there. In order for you to work somewhere, that means that they have something for you to do. Paul called himself a wretched man, an unhappy, a miserable man, because in fact, he does love God. But there's still, watch this, there's still some things in his life that have to be worked out that makes him a prisoner, makes him an employee in his own life. Just because you save don't mean there are not things in your life from the old life that you have to work out. Stop calling yourself the devil. Stop condemning yourself and stop. It's the Holy Spirit's job to convict you. Paul said I'm a wretched man. He didn't even say that he was convicted. He did say that he was wretched, meaning unhappy and miserable. Why was he unhappy and miserable? Because he understood in order for him to go further with God, he has to turn the wretched man into a man of God. He has to turn the wretched side into a happy side. And the only way that you can go from wretched to being unhappy to being happy is that you have to learn, watch this, people don't preach on it. You have to learn to work out your soul salvation, which means then you have to be okay being a prisoner in order to get the revelation on how to set the prisoner free. Because there's only a couple of ways that inmates get out of prison. One, they die in prison. And we rebuke that because we're not dying, oh God, with a situation that we have to work out. Two, they are freed from prison because they were never really, they never really did the crime. They was just mistaken and and they was blamed for something that they never did. And they served time, still a free man. And that's not you and I. That is what Christ did. He, He was the one that came to hell and was set free because he took on our sin. He never did the sin. Or three, inmates are released from prison because of time served and because of work, good behavior which means they changed their attitude and their behavior concerning who they were while they were in prison. They worked a good work and they were released not to just be free, but were released with a revelation about who they were. A person that gets out of prison because of time served or good behavior is an individual who didn't condemn themselves, but in an unhappy environment in their life, they stretched their hands and said, God, I thank you. Give me the strength to accept who I am. Glory to God. Because watch this. If you don't work out your salvation, if you don't accept the prisoner and the things that's going on in your body, 
when God needs you to flip from back into your old life to help somebody come into the new life, you're going to be uncomfortable flipping because you're going to condemn yourself. Glory to God. I need you to think about that. That's all I want to give you now. We're going to go into something deeper next time. But I need you to recognize that you were designed, you were created to flip. But you were born again in the spirit of God to understand why. If Jesus would have never understood why he had to flip and die for us, he would have never came back and revealed and showed himself to the people. And his wounds are what happened when he was in his old life before he died. Flipping is essential. And if you get convicted with flipping, you will stay lopsided your whole life. And a lot of people in the body of Christ now, because they don't have this revelation, they are lopsided in their salvation. Preaching holiness without the revelation of their holes. The empty places in their life. Hallelujah. He said, Paul said, what a wretched man I am. That's honest. He said he's unhappy because he's still dealing with things that he hadn't gotten over. He's still dealing with things that he has a taste for. He's still dealing with things that are not pleasing to God. But if he understands why he's dealing with them, he'll be able to please God because he understands those things. After he says, what a wretched man I am, he asks a question. Hallelujah. And I want to read this to you. Paul asked a question. He says, and this is what I want to leave you with to think about. He says, who will rescue me from this body of death, of sin? Now, this is what I told you in the beginning. Paul asked that question, who will rescue me? But Jesus had already died and saved him. He was full of the Holy Ghost. He was full of the power of God. Paul was walking with the spirit of God. He was walking with revelation. He was part of the church. Paul fasted and prayed. When he asked this question, he was already now a man of God. So why was he asking who will rescue me? Because Christ had already did his part in rescuing Paul. That's why he was saved. So he was not talking to Christ. Who was he talking to when he said, who will rescue me from this body of death? Christ had already died for him. But then he says, thanks be to God, our Lord and Savior. Thanks be to God, our Lord and Savior. People of God, he was giving God thanks for what Christ had did to help him be rescued. But he still had not verbalized who it was that was going to rescue him. And that's what we're going to talk about next time. I just want to give you this start to think about things. You were created to flip. And many of you can't walk in the power of God because you're lopsided. You won't even understand that there are two sides of you that God's going to use. And you have to be comfortable delighting in being the man of God. And you have to be comfortable in seeing the prisoner in you that is coming against your mind, keeping you a prisoner, working out the cross in your life. Father, I thank you and I bless you for these people. Let this manna, these crumbs this morning, give a revelation. Holy Ghost, let it fertilize their mind to get them to see 
that we thank God for the church and we thank God for Sunday. But the cross of Calvary and the death of Jesus Christ is greater than any Sunday experience and definitely any church experience. Because there are many people in the church who are lopsided, top heavy, leaning over because they're convicted about the side now that they won't accept. Bless the people of God. Keep the people of God. Cover the people of God. Love the people of God. Jesus, I ask this. Amen and amen. People of God, be blessed. Be blessed. Who's going to rescue your wretched man or woman if you're a woman listening? Because there is an answer. God bless you. God bless you. (laughs) God bless you until we talk again. Amen.